Welcome to Testimony, a musician story. Heard at TestimonyStories.com and narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. Honestly scared for my generation We know how to slide in them DMs But in real life can't hold conversations And television isn't helping It's just slanted views of him and her In a world that's filled with death To that life I'm giving birth Cause Lord knows we need it We need it Especially times like these We can get gunned down in the middle of the street Even when you innocent Daddy stopping the police But y'all scared to talk about it So you let the conversation die Like we just better off without it This episode features two young up-and-comers, both teenagers, both in high school, and they have two completely different backgrounds, but share the same mission. First up, Caleb Mitchell. At 16 years old, singer, songwriter, rapper, and producer Caleb Mitchell is already being recognized by artists that he admires, including Marty from Social Club, who featured him on his EP, Marty for President. Born Caleb Mitchell Bethune on October 27, 1998 in Morristown, New Jersey, he is one of four kids. With a father who was a minister and a mother who was the head administrator, there was never any discussion about going to church. And at a very young age, Caleb was interested in getting to know the man his father preached about. When I was five, uh, five, six, I just kept uh, having a lot of questions. I was questioning my parents and uh, youth leaders around me, like, what does it really mean to have God as your Lord and Savior? Just like, obviously, I, I grew up around all the spiritual language, if you will, like, hearing all those things, but I never really grasped what they meant. I was just asking around and trying to figure this thing out. And then, finally, I came to the uh, conclusion that I did want God to be my Lord and Savior, and I accepted that He rose from the dead and that He died for my sins. And I believe three or four weeks later, I got baptized. Preceding his baptism, Caleb developed more questions about God. I've made mistakes that I'm not proud of. And I'll admit I've tried to shift the blame. Hey, yeah. What am I to say? But I'm human. Let me tattle on myself. I really ain't been acting like I'm poster. Claiming I'm your son, but living like I don't know you. Feeling myself change, but not a change for the better. Gripping on bits and pieces, trying to keep myself together. Feeling sorry for myself. That's the worst day of my life. When people in the streets don't know where they sleep in the night. I mean, Sometimes I get disbelief, you would say, because. Not even disbelief, just questioning God, like why he lets certain things happen. I mean, there's a lot that's been going on with my family and all the rest of that. Like, my mom was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. Like, I mean, I, I think it may have been a month after her mother died from sickness she had for a while. And just things kept happening one after the other. And it was just a lot of me questioning. So, but, but then I went to this camp and I was there for a week. 
basically an outreach organization where kids come from all over, like, the East Coast, and they meet up in North Carolina, and they stay on campus at this college where we can we go out into the community and just help people do whatever we can. Like, I was volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club, uh, playing basketball with the kids and, like, telling them about God and all the rest of that. And then there was just one sermon where this pastor, this pastor came in, and he was talking about, he's using, like, the whole... Uh, analogy of the struggle that people like use on social media, like, oh man, the, uh, not the food I wanted in the fridge, blah, 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 the struggle. And he flipped it and basically talked about our struggles and how, like, with God, we trust God, our struggles are over, blah, blah, blah. And he had this prayer at the end. It just, it rocked me. And that was the first time I ever really cried during uh, a church service and really felt it. So from then on, it was just, it just reaffirmed what I knew was inside me, but I just had a lot of questions for God before then. Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at TestimonyStories.com. That's TestimonyStories.com, where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. You are listening to Up and Comers featuring Caleb Mitchell and Rockstar JT. Caleb is a pianist who's been playing since he was five years old. And prior to ministering, his father was in a rap group during the early days of hip hop. When he gave up rapping, he built a studio in the family garage and produced for other artists. This became Caleb's introduction to hip-hop. I was a little guy at this time. I was three or four. I would just be uh, in here, the fly on the wall, just looking at what he does, asking questions like, what does this knob do, X, Y, Z? And then eventually, I think around five or six, it got to a point where he showed me everything that I needed to know about like old analog equipment. There was no computer in here. And I was able to record other people with him like on old analog equipment. But then from there, I came in and I saw him uh, just making beats on his keyboard, this Triton keyboard. And I was like, wow, how did you make that? How did you do these layers and XYZ? So he showed me that. And then from there, I would just be in here every day. And I would learn the entire system. I would play with drums and all the rest of that. And then eventually... I told him, like, I wanted to take it seriously, and I needed a computer for that. So he got me this computer, and then I started playing around with the software, uh, softwares that are for producing and all the rest of that. Started making little beats here and there, and then that developed into songs, and then uh, basically just ran from there. He ran all right. He ran straight into perfecting his vocals as a singer and rapper. 
We have Michael Jackson and Eminem's documentary to thank for that. I've always been like a big, big fan of like Michael Jackson. So one day I think I was just watching videos of Michael Jackson and just like trying to imitate what he did, like how he danced, how he sang, and all the rest of that. And I would just sing his songs. Then eventually I was introduced to other music and I would try to. I would just try to sing those songs and just, like, match the run that they do and all the rest of that. And I, I just would do that every day to the point where it was just annoying to everyone around me. And then I just grew older. I never really had any lessons of singing all this. I just grew older just listening to music and listening to singing a lot and just trying to replicate what other people did. And then eventually I developed my own sound and my own style. I think I had just finished watching, like, an Eminem documentary with my dad and just watching how he put together words and how he would just attack somebody with words and how they just come out one after the other and just rapid fire. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I want to be able to do that too. So I pretty much just got out a pen and paper. I had no idea what I was doing. So I tried it on my own for a little while. I was 11. I was like, dad used to rap, blah, 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 blah. Can you show me what to do and like how to put these things together? So he basically just told me to start, you have to have a topic and you have to have, you really have to have something to say and obviously it needs to run. So I just had to work for a, a long time. It, it took me until I was about uh, 13, 13 and a half, I guess, to really become solid in what I did. Ain't nobody better than nobody else. But not according to the media They pushing all this propaganda on the people Look at the plate in front of your homie Watch what they feed you Ladies, you ain't gotta look like the models in the magazines Most of that is photoshopped anyway And you I'd rather start paying off some bills Than be blowing up my money on some new chicks any day Man, it took him years to develop his rap skills Age 11 or 13? I mean, what took him so long? He might as well have retired by the time he figured it out but on a serious note, not only does he possess the ability to produce, rap, and sing, but his writing is equally as impressive as well. Additionally, if you were to only have a conversation with Caleb and know nothing about his musical background, then you might think that his transformation from Caleb to performer is pretty amazing. Yeah, people say that, like, they say I've turned into another person when I'm rapping or whatever. It's, it, I think that comes from me just being passionate about the things that I say because I really do mean and I feel everything that I say, like every single word. Uh, for instance, like I was, I was almost, I wasn't really screaming, but I was, I raised my tone a little bit on the song, uh, Land of the Free that I have in my album. And it was a, a topic that was really uh, close to my heart about police brutality and uh, police killing uh, young kids that look like me. And that that just, it hurt me. So I really had to bring the delivery up. Like, the intensity just had to be there or else I wouldn't make, I, it wouldn't sound believable to me. So I had to make it, I had to make it to where other people felt like what I felt on the inside. 
One artist who is filling Caleb is singer-songwriter Spazzy Rocket, whose testimony can be found at TestimonyStories.com. Spazzy reposted Caleb's song, Strawberry Swing, on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, that was, wow. You have no idea. I was such a Spazzy Rocket fan. I was, I was so hyped that night. Like, what? You reposted my song? Small sad look. He heard, he heard some things before about me. Actually went to one of his shows in New York at uh, I think the spot SOBs in New York, and he knew I met him backstage, and he knew who I was. I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" He knew my music and all that, and he was like, "Man, if you if you would have told me that you were coming, I would have put you on the list. You could have got in, no problem." I was like, "Wow, man, that's ridiculous!" So yeah, he he's heard some of my stuff and he likes it, and I mean, obviously I'm a fan, so yeah, that's that's my big bro. Caleb Mitchell's debut project, Soliloquy, is available as a free download. He produced over 90% of the album, so it is safe to say that it is truly his soliloquy. I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this. You better believe I reap what I sow. We done came a mighty long way, but we still got a little ways to go, yeah. I'm in my own lane, never dancing to the beat of the people's drum. I'm such a visionary, I reminisce about things to come, yeah. A lot of people got 2020 with no vision, and a lot of people got dreams but no hustle to go with it. Actually, just looking through a dictionary, I might have been, and I came across the word soliloquy, and it was, it's basically, it's taken from a, a play situation, like a, a theatrical situation where there's a character on stage, and they're basically, they basically separated themselves from everyone else, and they're off to the side somewhere, and they're just, they're speaking their mind and what's on their mind, and they're not really conscious of anyone who's around, so they're not really caring anyone's opinions about what's on their mind, so they're just getting things off their chest out loud. And I really like that concept and that idea. So basically, the entire album is me just, it's, it's taking you through phases of my life and moments in my life, and I'm just speaking my mind about those things. The last song, Going For Broke, is really me refocusing myself and almost acquiring a new hunger, almost just to do this thing to the fullest and just bring good news to everyone and just take this music thing as far as possible. Caleb is currently a junior at a technical high school with a focus on multimedia, but he plans on touring during the school year. Fans can expect to hear new music from Caleb next year. Testimony. Testimony. Where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com.
On the other side of the railroad tracks, metaphorically speaking, rock star JT was raised. JT, born Jeterius Johnson, on February 2nd, 1998, in Montgomery, Alabama, is the youngest of three kids and was raised in a non-Christian single-parent household. His mother was able to secure a better-paying job, and his siblings are older now and can provide for themselves. Also, she is able to get cheap rent through a program called House to House. So now, the only thing lacking in his life is his relationship with his father. I'm 17 years old, trying to live for the Lord. And I got so many critics, so many people looking down on me. So many people judging me like God can't make mistakes. know him but we really don't have a relationship i seen him like two times three times it was crazy because like a few months ago he came and gave me like twenty dollars and uh before that like i never seen him like he never bought me anything like out of the store like not even a piece of gum but it's like he's coming around he's trying to come around but not directly to me he's trying to get to other people to get to me i think he's kind of nervous just to talk to me because he's like dad i denied you and i'm nervous because I'm like, if I be around him, I held a grudge against him. I forgive, I get forgave him now. But if I just be around him, it'll feel awkward. Because I'm like, and I'm calling some guy my dad, who is my biological father. Yes, but I really don't have a relationship with him, and I want to feel comfortable around him. Not having a father in his life, not knowing Christ, and living in a neighborhood where a young black male is considered lucky to live to see 20 years old made him susceptible to a life of defiance. We're a product of our environment, and that's what we see. And we see them older dudes doing things like that, so we want to be like them. Okay, they having guns in their pocket or whatever. That's what we want to do. They having sex with all these women. That's what we want to do. I would um, start, like, riots and things in my school. 
Like, we would throw eggs, um, pop firecrackers in the gym. We would fight. We would do dancing sessions in the middle of the classroom. I got into my first fight in the public school that year, actually. I would skip school, smoke weed, do all of that. And I would light cigarettes in the bathroom and things and smoke them. So people would get inside of me. And then I had, they tried to charge me with disorderly conduct one time because I was just like screaming in the hallway, beating on lockers, trying to get everybody to just start a riot at my school, South Lawn Middle School. So they were like, okay, I'm tired of him. He's so defiant and he's so smart, though. Like, I was smart. I'm smart. So he's like, he's so defiant, but he's so smart. But he's defiant and he loves to. He loves trouble. He loves to start stuff. So it was like, okay. I had like 50 office referrals. I got suspended every two weeks. I would get five days gone for a week. The next week I got back two days suspension. Things like that. In school suspension. And I would get paddles and stuff like that because um, it was legal to paddle. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was legal to paddle in, in Alabama like four years ago. One time when I was in eighth grade, I punched my sister in the face. She was just crying. She put me in boot camp, but she didn't force me to go. And I used to want to skip and things. I went one time and didn't do nothing at all, but I didn't want to go back because it was so hot. So she was trying to meet any need for me to stop doing what I was doing. She was tired of me. She was crying to a guy named Kevin King one time because... Like I said, I punched my sister in the face. He wanted me to go stay at the homeless shelter to be like, okay, if your mom put you out, this is where you're going to be staying and things like that. So she didn't know how to handle it. And I was only 13 years old, smoking weed, exploring women and things. And half of them things I was doing, my mom didn't even know about. And I lived a real street life until the Lord redeemed me. And now it's awesome, you know? Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's Story. Now back to Up and Comers. Featuring Caleb Mitchell and Rockstar JT. Yeah. 
and I won't lose. I'll crease some time when I come through. In the eye of the doubt, what you gon' do? Flat line on the block, and we talk to. On the mission, ain't nobody really stun you. Do my hands on knees when you come through. Ain't nothing in the world Christ can't do. Real about better get a half a new view. JT credits Kevin King and an urban ministry for helping him transform his life. Common Ground Montgomery, their um, urban ministry based out of Washington Park in Montgomery, Alabama. What they do is they do mentoring programs, life on life, pouring into people life on life, discipleship making. They have after school program. They pour into families and things. And a guy named Kevin King, he was like another father to me. He was a spiritual father to me. So he got tired of me so much because I was getting in trouble and stuff. And he just wouldn't let me go. Like he would present me with the gospel, 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 gospel. When I messed up, he didn't beat me down about it. He was like, okay, JT, you know you're wrong about this, but I still love you. Just kept on pouring into my life. And a guy named Ken Austin, they used to take me um, to behavior management classes. Like, the, my school, they labeled me as crazy or whatever. And I'll turn to school. It was too packed. So I had to go there. And they just poured into my life, just kept hanging around me. And then I was like, dang, these people are really loving. And I was like, I want to be a Christian. I would go to different youth conferences and things, and I would, like, be on this high. Then as soon as I go back to school, I was just living any type of way. I was living a lukewarm lifestyle. When I really decided to follow Christ in December 2013 at the Impact Conference out, out of Atlanta, and it was very, very awesome. Um, the Lord just showed up in my life there. Like, I seen miracles. I actually performed there. But I was like, I cannot be rapping about Jesus Christ and not living for him. Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I surrender everything. And since then, I've just been on this crazy high, putting the Lord on display. Kevin King has relationships with a lot of influential men in the Christian hip-hop industry, like Thistle, Jason, and DJ Wado. Kevin has asked his friends to pour into this young man. One relationship that JT values is with his mentor, Thistle, who hardly talks to him about music, but about life. JT strives to be influential in his community, just like the men in his life are to him. He still resides in the same neighborhood because he is a product of that community. He hopes that his peers can see how he came out of that lifestyle and that the same is possible for them. A lot of people, including myself, were introduced to rock star JT during the DJ Wado live mix show at the 2015 Legacy Conference in Chicago. During Thizzle's set, he and fellow St. Louis native Jason were going to perform Take My Life. But there was one problem. The song features Flame, and he wasn't there. So Thizzle asked the crowd for a volunteer to rap Flame's verse. And this confident, animated teenager hopped on stage, and the energy that filled the auditorium was lively, to say the least. You can check out the video at testimonystories.com. When I come up in your place, you know how I do. Yeah. Don't be feeling like the man when I walk through. I got some bosses with me, flatline and coming ground. We about to turn up and worship till we pass out. I'm tired of hearing how you want the block serving rocks and how you taking these lies with your little extended glass. Man, we get crazy, but with none of that, I'm bringing real back. And that's a known fact. Yeah. Killing me versus the rock in the show. Yeah. Pray to my guy, yeah, you know how it goes. Yeah. I'm feeling myself cause he died in the road. Trouble so high, you might break on your toes. Free us the young, but I turn up his ground. We live in the deep, yeah. no corner, no thunder. You, you went to, you went to, no little, 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 no little
And then they was like, him, 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 him. I was like, he said, come on, get on the stage. So I got on the stage and I looked up and everywhere. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the livest, most tech out crowd I ever performed in front of. Yes, I performed in front of hundreds of people, but not thousands. And I was like, okay, I'm about to make the moment. So my stage presence is already crazy like that. I still jump around and go crazy, even in my own personal conference. But I just felt some different from the crowd's energy and thing. And I wanted to know, like, people who didn't know me, I wanted them to know, that I'm going to get up here and I'm going to turn up. So did it. Beat came on. And then when the beat dropped, I just exploded. Because I feel like when I explode, I'm just worshiping the Lord all when I'm, when I'm on stage, I'm just worshiping the Lord, so that's a sign of worship to me. 17-year-old rock star JT is currently in his senior year of high school. He hopes to tour and will be featured on some up-and-coming projects. But in the meanwhile, you can download his album, Young, Wild, and Free, for free. I'm just trying to stay on board in this championship. Uh, uh, Banging with the best of day. Uh. Stay say but never play The feeling I'm getting because I know if you get me Then I know he's committing his life, I am a boss I'm dreaming like Joseph, I got my favorite We tossing it in the low, we be busting it till the day I go home Class so high and I can't go higher Prince I king to my king's empire Young, wild, free, then they ask me why The grace I live, every grace I die I'm young, wild, free, I'm young Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.